Money Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Welcome once again to an, an, another exciting best of talking real money. Well, okay, it's we don't know that it's the best of yet, but we expect this will be one of the best ofs. We don't know yet. Why we, would that? How could that possibly? It could be, be a best of. We're just going to do it so well today that oh, it's going to okay. be a best of. Well, well I said, we've best had of start. we've Let's had best ofs all week uh, for the podcast. Oh, and that's all. true. That's true. And yeah. And then of course we had my Christmas stories last week, <laughs> which I missed. I I had <laughs> they played to four times. I know I had intended, but you know you get in the middle of the holiday. I know, and, and nobody listened. Holidays. Nobody listened. I could tell because I I plugged my uh, my podcast in it, and yep. I didn't get any boost in listeners. I looked. They were like, no, nobody heard it. Apparently, nobody listens to the radio on Christmas. We are, though, hoping that somebody listens to the radio on New Year's Day. Yeah, because somebody may misconstrue what you just said. We are here. We are live. It's the first it of the year. And we want to take your calls. I know, but they might misunderstand. It, we're, 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 we're a pre-best of show. Yeah, you got to do the show first. An then anticipatory see if best, of. best of. Ah, okay. We have, to set, well, we have to set a goal for ourselves. Yeah, okay. And, you know, I want this to be a best of. I really do. And and to that end, I do. What? I do. Uh, to that end, we're going to talk about something that is the biggest enemy of investors globally. This well, you're is... You're going to give the phone number first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I figured nobody was in their car. They weren't going to call. Probably not. 855-935-TALK if you're the one person out driving the empty roads of the Seattle metro area on... Is what are people doing? Are they just sitting in their houses shivering? Yeah, I, I'm. I literally, I'm trapped here, as you know. I live in this well, big hill. Yeah. I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck until the thaw. So that'll teach Plank. you to move up a mountain. Eight five five nine three five talk. That's the phone number. There, I got it out of the way. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Now, what are we going to talk about? The well, killer. You said fear. The you killer said fear. of investors everywhere yeah. is yeah. fear. Fear yes. is the yeah. mother of violence. To quote Peter Gabriel. I think that's true. I think, you know, and that's the reason, by the way, that there's like $19 trillion in banks making nothing, right? Right. Fear. And that's the reason people are waiting around now. Like, well, I don't want to invest now because the market's at a record high. This is a terrible time. Stocks. Prices yeah. are too high. And I don't want to invest now because COVID or, you know. Or I'm going to buy that indexed annuity because that guy told me it was guaranteed yeah. that I would get the returns of the stock market with none of the risk. They told me that. They wouldn't lie. They're on the radio. Pulled, we just pulled one of those apart last week. And wow. So, yeah, I mean, this is an interesting thing. Um, and there is no one fix, right? Because one of the things that we know is your attitudes about money go way back like to way childhood back. i think they're genetic i don't know about genetic but they certainly just... go back to how your parents dealt with money how they what sort of things they may have instilled in you those are hard to overcome we all know because that takes years of counseling uh <laughs> even then yeah even then so but here's the thing here's one thing we do know um and there's a new study that's out by the global Financial Literacy Excellence Center that says a low level of financial literacy was a top contributor to financial stress, anxiety, and fear. Right. You don't know enough to yeah. know what you what is a, re, a a reasonable fear and what's an illegitimate fear. I think that's I think that's very fair, Don. And I think people again believe stocks. It's a zero sum game. I invest. I could lose everything while somebody else makes a lot of money. Mm -hmm. 
They think that. You do if you they trade. That's, that Trading is a zero-sum yeah. game, yes. Yeah, that's true. They they think that it's a uh, craps. It's uh, I'm rolling the die, and I'm hoping it's going to work. And that mm-hmm. has not been the case. Um, and then there's another study, by the way, that came out last week, too, that found that uh, people that use financial advisors are ne- nearly three times happier than those who manage their own finances. Now, and that's not a pitch for us, by the way. No, but no, that's no, a pitch but that's a, that's a knowing. That's a pitch for counseling, really, because you mm-hmm. talked about yeah. about getting counseling for the for the problems you have from your childhood. Well, you just like you need mental health counseling sometimes, or you need physical mm-hmm. health counseling. Financial health counseling for a lot of people can be a very, very good thing because we often tend to be our own worst enemies. And that's in large part because of the fear that we cannot control. And therefore, you sometimes need to give that control to somebody else and you're going to feel better. And by the way, a lot of studies show you make more money, too. 855-935-TALK is the number. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And in the Cornwall Traffic Center, Tom is uh, in Maltby uh, with an address of Woodenville. And how's the traffic out the window there, Tom? I have not seen a car since the late mm, last year. Yeah, been a long late time last now, year. So, yeah. <laughs> late last year. Uh, so there you go. So, no traffic in Tom's neighborhood. Well, smooth sailing. Level, Actually, they yeah. call it smooth sliding. Yeah, Who's pretty sliding much. sliding down that hill. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. I'm Don. That's Tom. You're there. We hope. Two of you, three of you. Uh, but we have a lot of you who sent us questions over the past few weeks that, you know, with vacation time and all the other stuff, we just haven't gotten to a lot of these questions. So we've got a couple weeks worth of questions. We've got a backlog. Yeah. So if you don't call, it's Okay. We got questions. Wow. Um, and let me start you with this one. I'm gonna, I'm okay. gonna, I'm gonna try and edit it a little bit. You're gonna help with the answers, right? You're not just gonna throw them to me and then. No, I'm just gonna no. Lunch, right? Yeah, no, I'm going downstairs. I'm just gonna have a party. <laughs> That's it. You know, the the New Year's Eve party's still going downstairs. Whoa. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, New Year's Eve party. You like, saw mine. I had my glasses on today. So I had a yeah. glass of prosecco last night. Watched the ball drop. Went to bed. Um, hello, Don and Tom, longtime listener. I have a fork in the road and I have to make a choice. I have five properties. I have five properties in Seattle and Shoreline and I'm selling the two in Shoreline and I'm selling two in Shoreline in Seattle. I'm going to buy another rental or even an apartment building. Oh, I was going to, but it's a bad time to buy because it's a good time to sell. (laughs) This is one of those, this is what right there. We got this thing where it's like, well, it's a good time to sell, but it's a terrible time to buy. Well, wait, wait, wait. Then when is a? How do you know when is a good time to buy? And I, you know, this is the problem with this kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, I'm 69. Half of my money's in real estate locally. The other half in stocks and bonds with Brighton Jones. There you are. They yeah, are a Jones, fiduciary. Firm. They yeah, are. You firm. see, now we usually yeah. slam firms because most of you are with bad yeah. ones. Brighton Jones is a very good firm. Yeah, they take great care of people. They take really good care of people. They act as a fiduciary all the time. Yep. 
I know. Isn't that weird to hear us say something nice about a financial services firm? It's, for a that's change? my hard goal for 2022 is to be p- more positive. Well, that's not things. mine. I'm going to be as negative <laughs> as I can possibly be to offset be a great you. show then yeah. this year. I guarantee you that. Uh, he says, I have two sons that are willing to take over management of the properties I might buy. But I realize I'm way too heavily balanced in real estate. He's been his whole life gathering these up. So he's thinking about doing this under a 1031, um, which he's you know concerned about because you've got to identify the property like-kind property, and it gets very difficult. And he says, of course, given the real estate dynamics in the Seattle area, which means, of course, it's a good time to sell. It's a bad time to buy. Mm. It's called timing the market when you do okay, that. Okay, what's the question here? I'm going for it. Oh, there okay. is one more possibility, and that's the DST, or Delaware Sur- Delaware Statutory, Statutory. Trust. Uh-huh, Well. These are essentially a REIT under a 1031 umbrella. Not really. Actually, they're not recognized under the 1031 code. Well, they are sort of, but they're they're sort of in a no man's land. That's why you don't see them all over the place. Anyway, Delaware uh, statutory trusts have real estate within them. It is a, and he said, I've heard you describe them in the past as gimmicky. My question is, what is gimmicky about them? I want you to talk, talk me out of going for a Delaware statutory trust downsides i know about uh you have to find somebody they'll take a commission uh they don't have liquidity you don't really know what you got but on the positive side you get rent and it's bigger than a typical dividend see (laughs) on the positive side you get rent every month um but he says i don't know what to do so what, what should he do? Well, he answered a lot of the questions. He himself. did. I know. Yeah, I, he so, actually okay, did a good easy. job of talking himself out of it. The commissions yeah. on DSTs are built into the product. They're hidden. They're not neatly exposed and disclosed. But they can run 5 to 10% of the money you put in. You're going to test my, I'm going to be more positive in 2022, mere 12 yeah, exactly. hours in a year. Uh, you know, number one, I would ask my advisor, Brighton Jones. They'll have good uh, dude, knowledge wait, dude, about that. That so. was my, when I read this, That's I went, pretty wait a minute. I would go to my yeah. Brighton Jones advisor yeah. and say, let's talk about how this fits. Mm-hmm. They yeah. should be talking to you about your entire portfolio, including your real estate. Yeah. I mean, but back to, so if this was truly for inheritance purposes, well, he didn't mention. He didn't say that. Okay, but it. But he's sixty-nine. Your sons so. are going to take over. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. So that I mean, uh, and I guess the only advantage you would truly have in the DST then for that would be just diversification, right? Because in the DST you own more than. Well, you can a few properties. You can you may not? It depends on the DST. Okay, so yeah, I mean, you got to get in. They the can specifics. be all over the place, and so it makes and they're so opaque. It makes doing your due diligence difficult. Ooh, that was alliterative. Well, but again, his advisor would be able to do that for him. One would think. Yeah. But, okay, back to if I had a couple of properties and I was thinking about the longer term and diversification, maybe. Well, you've said this before, though, and this sounds like a case. He's Half of his money is in real estate, so he is over invested in real estate for a passive for a passive investor and if he's not going to be the active manager anymore then um it's no longer a business scale it's no longer a business so he's as passive he's going to be way over over uh emphasizing real estate so there's nothing wrong with taking profits and paying taxes and this is a big issue for many people 
they do anything rather than pay the tax. Yeah. Which I think is silly. That is not a good reason to do a lot of things. Uh, but back to the other contention that this is a great time to sell, lousy time to buy. No one has any idea about that. We may be at the beginning of a 30-year bull market for real estate. Who knows? I mean, still a lot of things going right, right? There's more yeah. buyers than sellers. Interest rates are relatively low. I mean, the economy is doing pretty well despite everything. So the, nobody knows that. The reason to sell, to, reason to buy securities is because you believe that they will grow more valuable over time. The reason to sell securities is either you need the money or you're trying to change your portfolio diversification. That's it. Yeah, the reason to buy, that's a more complex because I do run into people that have cash and they say I don't want to buy now because the market is X. Yeah, but will the market likely go higher in yeah, the future? It will. Yeah, it will. But here's the thing. That shouldn't matter. The money's about you, not about the market. The market's going to do whatever the market's going to do. And all you can look do is look back and say, over time, this is what's happened. I'm going to have a portfolio built this way for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen next year. I mean, certainly stocks have had three pretty good years in a row. But you don't try to time it. No, you don't try and time it. So uh, back to the question. I mean, I again, if I had an advisor at Brighton Jones, that would be my first call. Yep. So here's what I'm thinking yep. about doing. Number two, I think you're absolutely right. If half of your money's in real estate, then you're overweighted to one asset class in one specific area. Seattle may have 20 years where it's underwater. Maybe great, may not. So I think that's a reasonable assertion. I And for me, at the end of the day, I got to know if I'm going to put money in one of those DSTs, exactly how much it sucked out for the commissions and the expenses and what it's really going to mean from a tax perspective over the long haul. I, I, and I'd a lot of that they're things. not going to tell you or they yeah, can't then, tell you. I'm, they're not going to get my money. No, then, they wouldn't get my money either. Um, and the fact of the matter is you got to consider this an act of rebalancing. Rebalancing is hard to do. It's always hard to do because we're always second guessing that decision, which is why you need to have a portfolio allocation that is right for you. And no matter what the market is doing, you need to move the money on a regular schedule. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Phone calls. We don't need no stinking phone calls because we've got people sending them in at talkingrealmoney.com. 855-935-TALK, though, is the phone number. I'm Don. That's Tom. We're here on New Year's Day. Happy New Year, by the way. Uh, New Year, same great advice right here on this program. <laughs> if you've been listening to the podcast, which has been shows from... 2017. We even I even did one. From oh, I thought it was 14. Somebody told me. No, yes. I, I had one from 14. What I'm doing is going backward. I'm going back in time. So we're doing mm -hmm. mostly 17s. We'll get to 14 sometime in 2022, 2023, whatever. Um, but what you'll find is the advice is ridiculously constant. We haven't we haven't changed. We, we haven't changed move anything. Move on to something no. else. Yeah. yeah. No. You know something old school. Something new happens in the world. We may address it, but it's the same stuff. Eight five five nine three five talk. But here's another one from talkingrealmoney.com. This is about Roth IRA positions. Hello, my name is Sam, and I'm 28 years old, and just recently opened a Roth IRA with Charles Schwab. 
I plan on contributing the maximum amount this fiscal year and hopefully continue to do so indefinitely. I plan on investing this money in VT, but I am nervous about keeping all the money in this account in one ETF. Is there any other mutual fund or ETF I can use to complement VT for this account that you can recommend for me since I'm young? I know I won't be touching this for a very long time. I'm not afraid of taking risks and being aggressive. Thank you. I'm not understanding the question. We'll get okay, to here's I do, this is the I do want I do want to mention one thing. Yeah. While the government is increasing the amount you can put into your 401k this year, they did not increase the amount you could put into a Roth. So it's still, still 6000 6, for those yeah. under 50, yeah. 7000 for over 50. Now, to your question. Here's what I so think he's is, asking. I think he's saying he is 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 I, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. You see, this is one of the issues oh, people yeah, have. They, okay, they right. think yeah, of an ETF as a single stock, like I'm only putting my money in this yeah. one stock. Well, no. Yeah. Well, that one stock, that one exchange traded fund holds, I think it's 8,800 securities or so. I'm looking. And up. that's around the world. I mean, U.S., Canada. Canada. Uh, I think Canada's in wow. there. I think uh, I think South Korea's in there. I, I mean, it's them. all over the place. I mean, it's nine thousand so, two hundred and thirty. Okay. I'll have to update my numbers. Ninety-two hundred stocks. So you're mm -hmm. not putting all your money in one place. Not mm -hmm. even close. Now, here's a suggestion mm -hmm. because you're relatively young. Mm. I was going. I know. Own, I know where you're going. Oh, where, <laughs> AVUV. Well. I know. Yeah, because I think so. You could put eighty percent of the money in. VT. T is in Victory, T is in Thomas, mm -hmm. and then put 20% in the Avantis U.S. Small Cap Value Fund, A-V-U-V. So you have a little more exposure to smaller companies, <sighs> value companies that you you have a bit in VT, but not very much. Tom is Tom is. Uh, am I going to go for lunch now? Or what am I going to do? What Tom am I going to have for lunch, Tom? Tom is a big A-V-U-V gloater. He's a gloater. He's gloating about AVUV. It's funny. Uh, last year I had some money and I put some into VBR, which is the yeah. Vanguard small cap value ETF. Equivalent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which yep. is a good, but it's a it's an index. Thank you. It is an index. The Avantis is not. U.S. Nope. small cap value ETF is not an index per se. It is passively active or actively passive. And by the way, the AVUV <laughs> made just shy of 48% yeah, see, that, in that's calendar the, year 2021. VBR yeah, I know. topped out at 27 and a half. Yeah, so, see, so he's take a bit, that for what he, you might. He's a bit of a braggart. <laughs> uh, I'm no smarter than anybody else, but short, they built that to tilt more to small and to value. Smaller, small, mm -hmm. more value-oriented companies, and those had a better year in 2021 which, than just small. Which, small I mean, uh, to, to, to the, the risk... In yeah, AVUV is going to be higher. And this is what Absolutely. we've been, we talked about fear at the beginning of the hour. And this is one of those things as investors, you have to, it's so simple. If you could just wrap your head around this, it's way too simple. The more money you want to make, the more risk you need to take. Or the obverse, the inverse of that is the less risk you want, the more fearful you are, the less money you can expect to make. Practically Didn't the Beatles none. say something about like love like that? Say or say, oh, yeah, the Rolling Stones say you can't always get what you want. <laughs> That's true. He's got this book Boy, of lyrics. 855-935-TALK. <laughs> hmm. Call us.
Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We're talking real money. You can't always get what you want, but if you listen Especially to us cherry enough, Coke. you'll get what you need. Maybe. Yeah. You made me look that song up. So it yeah, turns Tom, out that Mick Jagger was trying to get a cherry Coke. He couldn't get no, one. No, Jimmy was trying him. to get the cherry Coke, I thought. No, it was it was Mick Jagger. Oh, Jagger. And then yeah. the friend said. The guy, Jimmy, was the guy that was says, watching all this. He said, get hey, you can't always you get want. what you want. Mick Jagger probably thought, I get a lot more of what I want than you do, pal. But, but anyway. thanks for the lyric, and now yeah. I'm going to make a lot of money. <laughs> no, no royalty. Uh, and no royalty for you. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Of course we have lines open. It's New Year's Day. What did you expect? We're actually here I, doing the show. I told you. Well, of course, what else I would I be doing? You, I told you, though. I did. I said no one's It would be call. slow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. By Which the way, is, for those of you, those of what? you, go ahead. I, no, I no, no, don't go ahead. I'm going to do well, a question. We had, we had those of you, I, we'll go to question a moment here, who said uh, a couple of years ago, I don't want to put money in stocks because markets are at record highs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. said that. I remember yeah, so those 2019, calls. 2019, mm-hmm. uh, all stock portfolio made 21.5%. 2020, 5.5%. And last year, 2021, 254 That sounds like about 50%. So, yeah. and again, we have no idea what 2022 will hold, but please don't make decisions based on what the market's done lately, period. Or on what the market is doing, because there's no such thing. Yeah. It isn't yeah. doing anything. It either has done or might do, period. That's all. That's all you know. That's all you know. Um, so you can also, in addition to calling us at 855-935-TALK, you can send your questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com, as this gentleman did. Tom, this is right up your alley. I hope you don't get in trouble, okay? okay? I'm going to check my alley twice. Is your, so. is your wife there? Just want to make sure. <laughs> she's, she... she's here. She's downstairs working out. Is, is she listening? She's... she's not listening. No. Okay, we're good. All right. <laughs> Give me a break. Hi, guys. Thanks for the podcast and the radio show. I'm 33. My girlfriend is 34. Both never married, no children. I have a net worth of about $2 million. Her net worth is about 200000 He apparently is not marrying her for the money. Although she has some. That's pretty good. I am self-employed, about 200 k a year. I have a home and a rental property, both with a mortgage. She's a W-2 employee, about 90 k a year. Huh, you guys comfy. Uh, live a nice most life. likely, yeah. we will have a, a foreign property gifted and inherited to us at some point. We are thinking of marriage. We have both agreed to get a prenup. Um, Why is this up my alley? Come on. Well, because you've, you've, you're in your, you probably got, oh. you probably got a prenup on your second one, right? After I did. I knew it. See, I didn't. So that's what I mean. It's, it's not in effect anymore, I don't think, because oh, okay. we've been married so long. So we will both get by. separate independent lawyers. We would both like to maintain our investments and property separate. <sighs> we will jointly purchase oh, a house and other shared wait, wait, wait. He, She's agreed to this? Yeah. They never agreed. No offense. Gender aside, nobody is ever. Yeah, if it was reversed, if it was reversed, ever. he. Yeah. It, yeah, but that's okay. All it right, says right. we will jointly purchase a house and other shared assets in the future. Okay. We have we plan to have him, her, ours bank accounts. Any general advice, pointers, etc. You can provide. Wow! Strike while the iron's that, hot, dude. That is strike. Okay. No, no. Get it signed today. 
We everybody says it's okay. Oh yeah, it's okay, honey. Then when the lawyer hands them, the, I just my experience. The lawyer hands they go. Not, That's I'm why not I asked that. you. I love I you. Knew, right? I knew you had experience yeah, in this. And, I do. And yeah. and my yeah. my response is when I got married, I had nothing and she had nothing, so it really <laughs> didn't matter. It pays off. We had literally uh, nothing. Separate bank account. I mean. Okay. I mean, again, I, if you can really make it work, again, what I've seen it, it doesn't work because here's what happens. Somebody. Something comes up mm -hmm. and then it's like, well, we didn't plan on that. Well, yeah. And who's going to chip in the 50 grand to cover that? Well, and, I'm not going to do that. Well, you have That's 2 million. I only have 200,000. Right. Then we'll do it on a percentage basis. <laughs> 10 times more for you than for me. Uh, other than I really have no, I mean, that's a, that's, I think we referred to counseling earlier in the show. Counseling is all I could say. Well, we're giving some counseling a little, I mean, it's hard that it's, and yeah, if you can do difficult. it, if you can actually pull it off with all kinds of addendums and clauses and what ifs and why fours, and you got to have all those. So that's the thing. You got to think of all those. What if, what if, what if all those contingencies and you build them as many of them in there as you can. I'll go, I can go get my wife right now to ask her if she's over it 15 years later. Probably would say no. Probably. She was kind of hurt by the whole thing. So, yeah. Uh, and again, I was lucky in that I had nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I didn't too have much. It's too late to get something. one now that I got a little something. It's too late. 855 935 talk is the phone number. 855 935 8255. We're talking about your life, your dough, you name it. We'll discuss it. You can either call it in or we'll just pick some that people have sent in. And we have lots of those. So stick around. We'll be back in just oh, seconds. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry. We can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. We had uh, what you might call a minor technical difficulty. <laughs> and so, therefore, we did not see the callers that were lining up on the line. And we I want to apologize um, to the Johns, to both of the Johns who are hanging on the line. So right now we're going to go to the Johns. Okay. We're going to go to John. I'm, I'm going to go to the John. We're going to go to John one, John one. Welcome to talking real money. Hey, John. I hey, hope he knows. Hello, he's. Tom. Hey, John, Happy what's New up? Year. Happy new year. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Gr gr greetings from the North coast. Uh, I have a question on uh, real estate limited partnerships. Sure. Um, the reason why I'm asking about them is my mother passed away about a year ago. And amongst her financial documents, we found like seven or eight uh, limited partnerships uh, that my father had mm -hmm. purchased. Many years ago, I'm years guessing. Ago, around <laughs> yes. yes. Wow. That's <laughs> when they were hot. That's when they were hot properties. Um, okay. I'm well familiar with them. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, well, um yeah, I was thinking of you, Don, because they were sold by Dean uh, Dean Witter. So we probably have either yeah. Carlisle. Is there a Carlisle? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple. Car from Carlisle and uh, public storage. Um, I'm not sure. I am legally blind, so I handed all of this 
over to my attorney, and mm-hmm. she's kind of scratching her head about the whole thing. Yeah, what but, your attorney uh, needs to do is contact, because yeah. uh, she needs to actually just contact those firms. Immediately. Uh, yeah, immediately, okay. and, yeah. and find For out where, where they are and what has happened to them. Um, and, um, and, and find the account because there's, there's got to be an account in which they are held somewhere, maybe at Morgan Stanley, which is, which is the successor of Dean Witter, but she needs to call them and find out where, if there is any value remaining here, here's one of the problems with these limited partnerships is that over the years, as properties are sold, that money is distributed to the partners. And so they become self-liquidating assets over time. So we don't know that there's anything left after 30 years. It depends on what was paid out to your parents along the way. But she can certainly find out where those uh, uh, partnerships are being held right now. And then I would get in touch with that brokerage firm and have them do some research for you. Good luck. You'll figure it out. It'll happen. Just can take a little bit of time. Thanks for the call. 855-935-TALK. John 2, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money also. Yes. Hi, good morning, gentlemen. Hi, Happy New Year to both of you. You too, sir. Um, uh, some, partic- uh, some particulars. Uh, I'm 75, uh, married 48 years. Uh, we have about 2 to $4 million in retirement accounts. So we're pretty much set on that account. I'm in the midst of uh, settling my mother's estate. And uh, I'm guessing that I'm going to get close to a million dollars out of this thing. Um is that taxable money? Depends. Probably no, not. Not much. There shouldn't be. I mean, in other words, unless her estate was, you know, Huge. in the great state of Washington. Well, in the great state of Washington, you only have to be. Oh, that's right. In million. Washington. Yeah, it's two million. So if she had real estate or something else that pushes her over that, then perhaps. But federally, no, the federal no, cap is federal. like 11 million. Mm-hmm. So no. Now, uh, no, and plus you get a step up on any of her, uh, right. her appreciated how long assets. Ago, uh, how long ago did she pass away? Last May. Okay. So, the, I mean, so any any gain in those accounts since last May, if you went and sold those securities, yes, you would pay a capital gains tax on, but otherwise, no. So okay. not much tax on that situation. Great. Thank you for your time, gentlemen. You're I do appreciate welcome. it. Thank you, sir. Take care. By the way, you might want to check your statements. He said his retirement accounts are two to four million dollars. There's a lot of variance there between two and, <laughs> two and I'm four. I'm just saying, is that like uh, that's Bitcoin 100%. or something? One day or four? Or the two well, it could be Bitcoin. If you got Bitcoin, you're never going to know what it's worth. <laughs> second true. to second, it could be worth 100 percent different. <laughs> that's a good point. Good point. The, I, re- I, see, I have never seen a more volatile thing. I don't even want to call it an asset. Pet it's, rocks. It's they were just, more volatile. No, they weren't. This is more volatile. Than, no, more volatile. Nifties? Okay, okay maybe nifties. Yeah. Nobody knows. No, but you know, uh, uh, the age of our audience, they're all going, nifties? What's a nifty? That's a cool person. Non fungible Fung- tokens. Fungible? Fungible? Stupid. Stupid idea. Dave, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Thank you. Happy New Year. And actually, relating to the last guy, um, if they did inherit like an IRA or something, they would have to pay on pay taxes on that. Good they? point. Yes. If there yeah, was if an, inherited an, an inherited IRA, IRA. they mm-hmm. would have to pay. They would get the 10 years yep. over which to pay. take it out in 10 it. years, and you yeah. got to pay the tax on, yeah. on that but income. Good point. You're good correct. catch, Thanks. Dave. Yeah, well done, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And my question, I'm about 70, real conservative, too conservative. But I was just wondering, a buddy down here in Phoenix 
old financial planner told me, uh, mentioned Series I. Yeah. Treasury, I guess they're inflation-protected bonds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys we know think about them. those? I, I've got I've got my ten thousand dollars. I got my ten thousand dollars. You can only do ten grand, so it's not a lot. But there are if you go buy them today, they're still paying seven percent. I think until like April. Yeah. But you got to hold them. What for a year? One two. It said. Yeah. Uh, but well. how about uh, buying? Uh, I saw there's an ETF and a mutual fund. Is that totally different if I buy it through a Schwab or Vanguard and a fund? Yes. Can you do that? Oh yeah, yeah. That's not the i. That's not the. That's not an i bond. That's not an i bond. That's a uh, a tips ETF, the Treasury Inflation uh, Protected Securities, different and they security. are two different things completely. Yeah. Ah. Okay. But an i bond. The whole idea behind the i thing is, I mean, it's just a limited uh, you for a person to go buy some of these government bonds. You can buy ten thousand dollars a year, and then up to five thousand additional per person if it comes from your tax refund. Okay. But the one with the mutual funds, that had, that's totally different than that. What do you think of those? Is there any kind of inflation protection? Yeah. Treasury a tip, you can get in Yeah, a tips have inflation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tips are inflation protected. Vanguard's got a very fine okay. uh, tips fund. I would not count on a tips fund today to protect me from whatever inflation is coming because it may already be built into the price of that security, but they are designed for unexpected inflation. So if we have further unexpected inflation in 2022, you might get, and I forgot to, I will look that up during the breakdown to see how they did in 2021, but I don't think they had a great year. Uh, Let's see. I can find it. I I think it's VIPSX. Uh, I was just looking at what the what the government kicker is on on the inflation rate. Vanguard's uh, tips fund V. I had it right. V I P S X. Yeah. And I'm trying to get the return here, and it's not giving it to me. Oh, well, make me do it. Like me, I know you're going to be. Oh, here we go. I'll get it here, maybe. But I mean, yeah. I mean, tips should could be in part in part of your portfolio. I wouldn't run out and buy them just for. Well, for a small portion of the portfolio, uh, having a little inflation protection is not a, sure. uh, not a bad idea. Um, and let me just, uh, I've got it now for you. No, I, got it. On, I have it. Five and a half percent. Oh, so they did have a good they year. Had, it was go. a very good year for a bond yeah. fund. Five and a half percent. So uh, not half bad. Thanks so much for the call. We really appreciate it. 855-935-TALK. That is our telephone number. You can call it with questions almost any time. Tom and Don are talking real money. Let's find out what's happening on our roads. Let's head to the Dubin Law Group Traffic Center. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. This last minute or so, I let Tom go a little early so he could get started on his sandwich. Yeah, he, he looked hungry. Uh, oh, and speaking of sandwiches, we're going to serve some great sandwiches, along with a really tremendous education, if all goes according to plan, at the 8th annual retire meet coming up in person again, we hope, this year at the Maidenbauer Center in Bellevue. And they serve great sandwiches. Plus, you're going to get some great information from me, from Tom, from Apollo Lupescu at Dimensional Funds, from Herb Weisbaum, the consumer man, and many, many, many more other really talented people. So go get your tickets now. Go right now. 
to retiremeat.com. Doesn't matter how you spell it. Just go to retiremeat.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.